Good evening, folks. This is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. This is the end of the road, at least until next year. Dad joke. What a great lens. Do you see the lens? I know you see it. I know you people see it. A great mic, a great set, a great lens, a great camera, a great family, a great job, a great dazzling personality. All of it is ready for 2021, and we are throwing 2020 out the window. That's right, folks. December 31st, 2020, the last day of 2020, and this is the year in review. And I'm late. It's 8.30, and this is probably going to take me an hour and a half or so. And uh, buckle up and hold on, because when I do my year in reviews, I don't go small. We're going to go big, and we're going to cover everything. Why? Well, because it's the last episode of the year, and we're all up till midnight anyway, and I don't have anything to do because I'm old, so I better grab a beer. In the middle of this, I may text the wife and say, can I have a beer? That would be a good thing. This is Don't Unfriend Me, and I usually start off with a story or a joke or something of that effect, and tonight we'll do the same thing. And tomorrow, for the first time ever, hindsight will actually be 2020. think I might have been kidding, but I actually texted Olivia and said, beer, and we'll see if she actually brings one in, because I'm going to treat this like a live show, because we have a whole, whole bunch to do. Folks, my name is Matt, and I uh, this is Don't Unfriend Me. This is Don't Unfriend Me, and you can actually reach me here on Facebook if you want to interact. It's my number one page as far as all the dummies and the dumb nation conglomerate there. We have 1,250 of them now, which is exciting. You can reach me on Instagram and then also on YouTube. Please throw me a like, share, subscribe, follow, all of those wonderful things, or otherwise God kills a puppy. And I'll go ahead and put this up on the screen as well so you can remember the guilt you may have if you do not like, share, subscribe, follow, and all of these things. I am going to have to make a phone call because Olivia isn't replying. Let's do it together, folks. See if she answers. Hello? Hello. Uh, you're on Don't Unfriend Me, the 2020 episode. And I was wondering if you might grab me a frosty libation, if you could, because I forgot to grab one before the show. And I'm going to be here a while, and we're out of Snickers bars. Yes. Are, are you talking about your uh, actual beer? Uh, alcohol? Beer, live. Beer. Or are you talking about beer. frozen yogurt? Uh, beer. Beer. Got it. Beer, please. Beer me. I'm live, by the way. Thanks. Bye. Love you. So, great woman. I love my wife, and that's probably what I'm thankful for in 2020 is the fact that I can call her and say, hey, honey, can I have a beer? And the entire world doesn't dox me for being sexist. And if you do, I really don't care. And here she is. Fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm not working out tonight. Well, I don't have choice. I, you should see the amount of show I'm doing. Thank you. Uh, there might be another one requested shortly, folks. Bud Light, why not? Thank you. I'll see you in a little bit. All right, folks, let's get into it because this is going to be a long one. The year of 2020 started out at a weird pace. Everything was on fire. Politics were in the air. Oscars were being handed out to people who didn't deserve it and were most predominantly white. Uh, it, it was an extraordinary beginning of the year, but it it went down awfully fast. I've got photos for everything. And like I said, folks, I spared no expense. Now, I was going to put every image in a little dumb TV, but I am not going to do that with hundreds of images. January 1st, one of the worst fire seasons in Australian history continue as thousands of people evacuate and millions of acres burn. This was a prelude to global warming. This is the end. This is the year. And the Democrats were crossing the their fingers that we would all die. Well, instead, they gave us Joe Biden. But alas, we did not die. But it was still a terrifying time. These firefighters lasted for weeks and the entire Australian outback seemed to be on fire. January 3rd, Iranian General 
Kusam Soleimani, leader of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, Quds Force, is killed in a U.S. airstrike in Iraq. What a bummer. He was such a jerk. This is a man that led more IED explosions and bombs against our United States military and, and allies of the U.S. than anyone else. He was not just a ruthless, ruthless terrorist hiding behind the guise of a general in the military, but the man had no scruples. There was no honor in his game. And I guess it's hard to say that there should be honor in war, but among soldiers there is. And hiding behind IEDs that kill as many civilians as it does soldiers, the man was a pig. And of course, because of that, liberals lamented his death and completely said it was outrageous to kill him which usually shows where liberals line up on the wrong side of history, as they always have before. They like to say that thousands of people, the picture that you just saw is thousands of Iranians were actually mourning his death. No, thousands of Iranians were pretending to mourn his death so they would not be dead as well. January 5th. Uh, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and HBO are the big winners of the Golden Globe Awards. Thoroughly useless awards that nobody cares about. But in this case, it is a fantastic movie and it's something that Olivia and I have watched certain scenes of but have not yet partaken in another Quentin Tarantino movie, which in my opinion, all Quentin Tarantino movies are better than just about everything else. Maybe a Coppola film is pretty darn good too. January 7th, the center of disease control. That's not it. That's not it. The Center of Disease Control and Prevention issued a travel notice for Americans going to Wuhan, China, on December 31st, 2019. Chinese authorities had reported a cluster of pneumonia cases associated with a seafood and poultry market in Wuhan. This was the beginning of the end, folks. Even though we had word of COVID in November and December, and I heard it during my travels, It was officially announced that travel would stop to Wuhan on January 7th, and that's what the CDC recommend. It's going to be interesting to see if we remember all of these things, because some of this stuff, we we tend to have a a short memory on, like when Donald Trump reacted to this and when he did did it. Let's see, what else? Oh, gosh, there's so many just wonderful things going on here. January 8th, Iran's military shoots down a Ukrainian International Airlines flight 752 shortly after takeoff from Tehran, killing all 176 people on board. Iran said that they were just having target practice and they ran out of Christians to kill. So they decided to shoot down their own airline. January 8th, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle step back from their royal duties. Oh, who cares? You're a monarchy and you're a joke to society. And there's a reason why English or a bunch of pompous a-holes. We don't care about your monarchy. We don't care about your princes and princes. They can all go to hell and we fought a war so we never have to talk to you bastards again. Blimey. Who cares? I mean, seriously, I almost didn't put this in, but I had to. Why? Well, it's actually a good photograph. Whoever took it was fantastic. January 14th, Democratic, I almost didn't put this in either. January 14th, Democratic presidential candidates meet in Des Moines for the first debate of 2020. What a hot mess that was. And it didn't stop. It didn't slow down. I mean, we have many memories to discuss when it comes to this. January 18th, the U.S. House votes to ends article to vote to send articles of impeachment, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress against President Trump to the U.S. Senate. Perhaps one of the most lopsided impeachments in U.S. history, except for Bill Clinton actually did what they accused him of, but still was a political hit job as much as this was and a travesty to our form of government. What a horrible thing the Democrats did. January 20th, the first case of coronavirus infection, that of a 35-year-old man who returned from China, is reported in the United States on January 20th. Uh, Let's see if I can get these pictures right. This is tough, folks. Nope, that ain't it. It's going to be hard for me to keep up, folks. There's a lot of stuff. Kobe Bryant the thirteen and 13-year-old daughter Gianna and seven others die in a helicopter crash near Calabasas. Now, I don't really have a joke for this. I thought Kobe Bryant was one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And it's a terrible tragedy, and I'm not going to make a joke about LeBron and everyone else and all the white people who pretend to actually care about Kobe Bryant again because now he's not a rapist. He's just somebody who died in a tragic plane accident, and that's just not funny, but it's true. 
it's a sad day that Kobe's gone. He was one of the greatest. And it's it's uh, number number eight, number twenty four, I believe. No, he wasn't twenty four. He's number eight the whole time. Was he twenty four too? Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna have to check my math. I think he was twenty four as well. It doesn't matter. It was known as eight. The guy won more championships than just about anybody on the planet. He's up there with LeBron. He's up there with Michael Jordan. He's up there with the greatest Bill Russell, Kareem, Walt. Is it Chamberlain? Yeah, I believe that's the name. Larry Bird. I'm not going to say Scottie Pippen, but there's so many great players, and he was just fantastic. I mean, I've never seen anyone so clutch in my life. It's a shame that he's gone. So I'm not going to sit here and keep going. I did have a joke, but I left it alone because I'm growing as a human being, folks. I don't even know what picture I'm on. I'm just going to be guessing now because I've lost count. Look at this. This is horrible, folks. Billie Eilish uh, sweeps the top four categories, song, record, album, and new artists at the Grammys. Great. Who? Who? I, who? I don't understand. Who's Billie Eilish? Does anyone know besides, I have no idea who, but anyway, the World Health Organization declares the coronavirus outbreak a public health emergency, which makes sense. And then we went ahead and made it the biggest deal since sliced bread and treated it like the bubonic plague. But unfortunately, this was just an outbreak at this point, not necessarily something to worry about. Moving on from there, let's go into January 31st. The United Kingdom withdraws from the European Union. The EU making Brexit official. Amazing job. Actual separation will occur December 31st. Of course, we voted on it. Then we had to talk about it for two years. Then we finally decided to do it, but it won't take place until December 31st of next year. The British, you got to love them. President Trump bans travel from China with a few exceptions. On January 31st, 11 days after the first case. All you liberals, you suck. February, February 2nd, the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Wow, what an amazing triumph. Did anyone care? I didn't think so. Moving on, February 3rd, Pete, no, I had all these lined up. I'm trying, folks. I got to highlight. I got to click. I got to turn them off. I got to line them up again. I got to read the notes. It's just too much. I I need, a, I need an assistant. Does anyone want to work pro bono? Let me know. The Iowa Democratic caucuses unfold to chaos. Former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg has eventually declared the winner. And as we know, this was just a fortuitous event that showed us what the regular general election was going to look like. With a bunch of ballots and missing things and results that didn't show up for weeks, it was the Democrats' dry run to see if we could do a national ballot program, knowing that it would have been a complete cluster and getting the result that they wanted. Congratulations for nobody seeing it but me when I called it back then on my Facebook page that this is what they were doing. (sighs) February 4th. February 4th. Impeachment overshadows President Trump's State of the Union. No, it didn't. His State of the Union crushed. It was absolutely palpable and strong and amazing. And Rush Limbaugh got the Humanitarian Award and basically the Hero of the Universe Award. And liberal brains melted everywhere as Nancy Pelosi in all of their white dresses, which is the first time all those Democrats have worn white since they wore all the Ku Klux Klan robes. But anyway, I digress. Tore up the uh, State of the Union address, which was amazing. Nobody was doxxed. Nobody was fired for her ripping up federal documents. But Once again, with Hillary Clinton in the party, I guess they're kind of used to that. What a move. The toothless wonder. Uh, February 5th, we had the Senate acquits President Trump of abusing power of his office and obstructing Congress investigation into his conduct. Interesting. He was impeached and then was acquitted. But of course, nobody accepted that because in the rule of law, unless it goes your way, if you're a Democrat, you don't accept the findings. Actor Kirk Douglas dies at age 103. Spartacus What an amazing human being. Michael Douglas is still living, but Kirk was fantastic. Was one of the strongest actors, and to see him pass was a travesty. However, the man lived a long and full life. Long live Kirk Douglas. This man, uh, but first we'll do this. President Trump fires EU Ambassador Gordon Sondland, a National Security Council advisor, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. What a douche. This guy was just so political. I mean, just listen, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. When you're in the military, you shut up and you just do what you're told and you don't have an opinion. This guy's a hack, and I can't, I'm so happy he's out. Both of whom testified against the president during the impeachment trial. What a tool. 
February 9th, Parasite wins as an upset at the Oscars, winning four Academy Awards, awards, including Best Picture, which is interesting because, as always, one of the Academy Awards, nobody ever hears of the movie and knows what the hell the movie is. And that's what the Oscars does. It's their MO. They find five films. Four of them were released in the United States, had fantastic success over the world and the U.S., and they choose the one that was never in the U.S., Parasite is a good film. I'm just teasing. Yes, a lot of people saw it, but still, the Oscars do this all the time, and they choose the most obscure film, give it an award, and we're all supposed to ooh and ah. Unfortunately, I did not. Moving on, February 11th, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders wins the New Hampshire primary and then gets snubbed again, and millions of little socialist progressive communists cry in their soup and go to their mommy's basement and saying they can't understand why they keep tweeting poor Mr. Bonnie bed. What a jackass. I hope he doesn't run again. Well, actually, I hope he does. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. The Boy Scouts of America sink bankruptcy protection under a new wave of child abuse claims. Well, that's what happens when you diddle kids. You guys should all burn in hell. February 22nd, Bernie Sanders wins the Nevada Presidential Caucus. Again, just killing it. And somehow he's still not the Democratic nominee. Bernie, and I feel the burn, folks, twice. I mean, this is almost like herpes. It's just the gift, gift that keeps on giving. I feel sorry for Bernie. Amud Arbery, a black man, is shot and killed by a, uh, by a white father and son while jogging in Georgia. The two men are arrested two and a half months later and charged with felony murder and aggravated assault. February 25th, Bob Eager steps down at Walt Disney Company. After 15 years in the job, Bob Chappick is named new CEO. That's not going to go over well. When the world opens up, Bob Eager essentially created Disney again. And with him gone, it was like Steve Jobs, but there is no Tim Cook waiting in the wings. Bob Chappie does not necessarily invoke a lot of passion for me. We will see what happens. Alas, who knows? February 29th, former Vice President Joe Biden scores an overwhelming victory in the South Carolina Democratic primary, reigniting his presidential campaign. Oh, what luck. Even though he was down in all the polls and people said he didn't even stand a chance and all of his comments about black people came out, somehow South Carolina voted for him in epic turnout, almost like they knew what was going to happen in the general election. Isn't it sweet? February 29th, the first COVID death is reported in the U.S., though er earlier deaths will be reported later for all sorts of reasons, like getting hit by a bus, also known as dying from COVID, falling from a building at 100 stories, running into some bullets, all reasons to die from COVID. Oh, what a shame it is. And I'm not downplaying COVID. Yes, it has taken many lives. I'm just saying when you are awarded $5,000 for diagnosing a COVID case, $15,000 for treating it, $50,000 for hospitalizing somebody, and $150,000 if they die in your hospital, there might be an incentive to go ahead and claim as many cases as possible. Just a theory, because drug companies and medical professionals aren't greedy as hell. They've been bleeding us for years. March 1st, Pete Buttigieg drops out of the race. And Joe Biden attempts to sniff his hair in this picture or do something else. Pete looks comfortable with two hands on his shoulders. It's almost like he's been there before. Okay, that was a gay joke, and I understand that was wrong, but I'm drinking beer. I've got a reason. Tonight might get a little froggy by the end of it. March 3rd, Joe Biden takes a commanding lead of the primary race with a sweeping victory in 10 states on Super Tuesday. Because it's just not any Tuesday with Democrats. It's the super duper Tuesday. March 4th, former New York mayor Michael R. Bloomberg drops out of the presidential race and endorses Joe Biden after spending $542 million and wasting half of the GNP. Must be nice to be that poor. March 5th, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren drops out of the presidential race. Does not endorse either remaining candidate, Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. Well, that's because she's Native American and she had a powwow to go to. And she wasn't able to do that until months later after tripping on peyote. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Pocahontas Warren. God, that woman is just bonkers. Italy on March 9th praises. They pray. Oh, no, no, no. They don't praise. Italy places itself on a nationwide quarantine to slow the spread of coronavirus. The Dow Jones industrial average plunges more than 2,000 points. Remember this, folks. It ultimately tanked and went down what a lot of people considered to go to 12,000 
and it didn't. But we had a bad economy, remember? And the recovery is all going to be because of Biden. To my friend Troy, who is in Italy, doesn't it seem like we were just arguing on Facebook about the craziness of COVID just a couple days ago? And alas, it was months ago. March 11th, the World Health Health Organization declares the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic. Wow, really? (laughs) The movie mogul Harvey Weinstein brings a sexual device as he bends over in front of a prospective customer. No, no, that's not true. Uh, This jerk-off is sentenced to 23 years in prison for rape and sexual assault. He used a walker, which is interesting. And when he asked why, he just said, I can't get it up anymore. Oh, this guy. Why, you know, why can't for sexual predators, why can't they just kill these people? Isn't it just easier than putting them in prison where they're probably going to be gang raped and enjoy it? He probably paid good money for that in the real world or at least gave a few leading roles for it. March 11th, actor Tom Hanks announced he and his wife, Rita Wilson, tested positive for coronavirus in Australia. And this is interesting. When I wrote my insensitive post that let's pray he's going to get a cold and that's indeed what happened and happens for about 98.9% of the people who get COVID, but a friend defriended me and it started this show. This was one of the things that came out of it. So in between Harvey Weinstein at Weinstein and Tom Hanks comes a defriending that I just was so frustrated by after knowing somebody for 12 years and it started the show. Don't unfriend me, or at least the beginning of it in my mind's eye. March 11th, the NBA suspends its season indefinitely over the pandemic, and nobody cared. The NHL was one we were all really worried about, at least I was worried about, but the NBA, who really gives a crap. Next, we had March 12th, the Major League Baseball suspends spring training indefinitely because of COVID-19 concerns. March 12th, the NFL suspends its 2019 season indefinitely. NHL and Major League Soccer suspend their seasons as well. Don't put it in like it's an afterthought, Matt. I mean, seriously, the NHL should have been the top-line news there. The NFL, they were just going to take a knee for a little bit anyway. March 12th, the NCAA cancels its basketball championship tournament. More importantly, the women's tournament, which everyone's choked up. And honestly, if they didn't cancel it, it'd still be going on today because let's face it, none of them can make a basket. I hate to say it. I'm going, I'm hitting everybody tonight. Everyone's going to get a shot, folks. It's just the way it's going to be. March 13th, the Los Angeles United School Districts announced that it will close all its school. Of course, California was the first. Anything they can do to not educate our children and go to school because the unions, folks, they're fantastic. March 13th, President Trump declares the coronavirus is a national emergency. March 13th, Breonna Taylor. Uh, Breonna Taylor is shot and killed in her home in Louisville, Kentucky, by police serving a narcotics warrant in search of a suspected drug dealer. It's actually a beautiful, beautiful rendition on that basketball court. I will say that, whoever did the work. Uh, sad day that, you know, that one, that one still bothers me. And, you know, I think there's sides to it and I've never went into it. Anytime anyone's killed, it's horrible by the police or otherwise, but this one has ups and downs. It's almost like the police should have been there, but shouldn't have been there. And the boyfriend should have and shouldn't have. And it's just, uh, just a sticky situation and horrible. Not going to get into it tonight. Spain goes into a nationwide coronavirus lockdown on March 14th. March 16th, the Dow Jones Industrial Average falls by another 3,000 points, the largest single-day point drop ever amid the coronavirus outbreak. Excuse me. I had pizza for dinner tonight. I've been watching One Bite with David Portnoy, and I have just been so excited to have a pizza. And I did. I pounded a large pizza by myself tonight. I have to go work out after this. I don't care how many beers I have. Governor Gavin Newsom announces extraordinary measures. Oh, This couldn't be the Los Angeles Times article that I wrote off of. Extraordinary measures directing all Californians to stay at home because of the pandemic. Los Angeles city and county officials issue sweeping new rules to limit the new virus spread. Well, of course it came from California because nothing says martial law like California. March 20th, the worldwide coronavirus death toll passes 10,000. PG&E pleads guilty to 84 counts of involuntary manslaughter over the 2018 Camp Fire, which was March 23rd. March 24th, the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo are suspended until 2021. Great. So now we're going to allow Russia to come back and play. President Trump tweets on the 24th, the cure cannot be worse than the problem itself and calls for the country to reopen on Easter Sunday. If only people would have listened. 
Wouldn't that be a great thing? On March 25th. What? This is the wrong picture. Wrong picture. Hold on. I did it again. Whoops. I did it. Okay. One million Californians file for unemployment. That's, that was like last year. Oh, another million? Oh, March 25th. Come on, California. Jeez, why would you be under unemployment? It couldn't be because rent's like $40,000 a month. March 25th, the Senate and the White House agrees to a $2 trillion stimulus package to boost the economy, the largest stimulus package in U.S. history, and the last, it seems, that we're never going to get any more money from these stingy sons of... Not going to say the word. That would be wrong. Global coronavirus cases up to 500,000. March 28th, the U.S. reports 82,000 infections, more than China or Italy, and and passes 1,000 deaths. Folks, we're only in March. I mean, it can't get much worse. I mean, already we have enough crap to blow away 2016 and the death squads that killed celebrities during that year. And I think it was 16 or 14 or whatever. Doesn't matter. Nobody thought that year would be eclipsed. And it went through and destroyed songwriters and actors and and just great entertainers. But this got everybody. This year was just horrible. March 26th, the Labor Department reports that a record 3.28 million Americans filed for unemployment benefits in the previous week. California had 1 million. The rest of the nation had 3.28 million. Yeah, California, stable. Move there, folks. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. President Trump, the House, and the Senate pass a coronavirus relief and stimulus bill that includes expanded unemployment benefits and cash payments to those eligible. Here's what's interesting. People wouldn't want to go back to work. They were making an extra $900 on top of their unemployment. That was anywhere from four dollars to $600. People were making more money than they ever have in their entire life, making $4,000, $5,000 a month. They didn't want to go back to work. Wouldn't that have been interesting if we didn't do that and just extended unemployment benefits or made it easier or gave them an incentive? But no, we decided to go ahead and triple their salaries, which makes no sense to me. Over at Flags of Valor, we couldn't get people to come back. They're like, no, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay on unemployment indefinitely. (laughs) March 31st, New York passes 75,000 coronavirus cases. The U.S. has more than 160,000 reported cases as COVID death toll reaches 3,000. 70% of the U.S. population is under lockdown. But but 100% definitely would have changed something. Just because it was 70, that had no impact. But if we had 100% of the people stay home, we definitely would have had an impact, which is bankruptcy for the entire country. April 2nd, we're now in April. Thank God, maybe April showers will bring some good news. Nope, sorry. The number of coronavirus cases worldwide passes 1 million. More than 6.6 million workers file for unemployment in the United States. Just keeps on getting better. The hits just keep on coming. The CDC on April 3rd recommends that everyone consider wearing cloth or favorite uh, fabric face masks in public, even though they had just previously, I noticed that the, the article doesn't talk about this or the news had talked about this all over the internet, is that the CDC, WHO, and the White House all said that masks were horrible. And if you wore them, you were killing the frontline healthcare workers because you were creating shortages of masks. So we all returned ours only to be yelled at and slapped in the face that we were conspiracy theorists and trumpets because we didn't wear masks when honestly you told us not to and we were trying to follow the law and then the second time around we just said screw you we don't care april 4th president trump uh touting hydrochloroquine as a treatment for covid19 says what do you have to lose april 6th boris johnson is hospitalized with covid19 i think that's when the world realized holy crap this is serious April 8th, Bernie Sanders drops out of the presidential race, clearing the way for Joe Biden to win the Democratic nomination. Oh, what luck. Thanks a lot, Bernie, a quitter. If you just would have ran, it would have been a slaughter. April 10th, the United States becomes the first country to report 2,000 coronavirus deaths in a single day. April 13th, the IRS begins sending stimulus checks to Americans. Does everyone remember that? We're like, oh, the government's going to help us. They care. They care. Nope, that only lasted a little bit. Then the money dried up in about two days because we were all months past due anyway, and we haven't heard anything from them because they've been playing grab ass with the election. April 14th, President Trump announces he will suspend U.S. funding for the World Health Organization. Outstanding. 
April 16th, the Trump administration issues a guideline for a phased reopening of schools and businesses for parts of the U.S. April 17th, Texas becomes the first state to begin easing pandemic restrictions. April 24th, the U.S. death toll from COVID surpasses 50,000. April 27th, the U.S. coronavirus cases surpass 1 million worldwide. Cases top 3 million. April 30th, armed protesters uh, enter the state capitol in Lansing, Michigan to demand an end to the pandemic lockdown. Now listen, it's hard for me to support Second Amendment enthusiasts when this guy looks like this. Find a razor. Eat a salad. Why does everyone have to look like a provincial dork? That's what Antifa's for. Come on, Second Amendment people. Let's get in shape. Let's look a little bit more professional. People might start taking us seriously. We're into May, folks. April showers, May flowers. Let's see if we have flowers and not the ones that come out of gravestones. The FDA authorizes emergency remdesivir to treat the sickest coronavirus patients. All right, now we're getting somewhere. Hold on. Where's the photo? I lost my way yet again. There it is. Like I said, May Flowers brings murder hornets. Oh, crap. The U.S. faces invasion of the murder hornets, which threaten domestic bees. Could it get any worse? Locusts, bears, and tigers, and lions. Oh, my. The Justice Department on May 7 drops charges against former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Interesting. May 7th, the Gregor and Travis McMichael are, excuse me, Gregory and Travis McMichael are charged with murder in the shooting death of Hamad Arbery in Georgia. Good. May they burn in hell. May 8th, the U.S. unemployment reaches 14.7. Oh, there's a picture of those idiots. 14.7% with more than 33 million jobless claims filed since mid-March. May 15th, the Trump administration announces Operation Warp Speed, a public-private partnership to spread up development of the COVID-19 vaccine. May 15, worldwide coronavirus death surpassed 300,000. This is horrible. This is a government worker in Ecuador sprays a disinfectant over a body of a woman who died in the street. Results of a coronavirus rapid test determined the woman was negative. Horrible. What a horrible image. I apologize. The U.S. passes 1.5 million confirmed COVID-19 cases and 90,000 deaths. May 21st, William Bryan, the man who filmed um, Abari's death, is also charged with murder. May 22nd, Lori Laughlin and Mosimo Gianelli plead guilty in the college administration scandal. Hilarious. Pay to play. May 25th, Minneapolis police officer is filmed while pressing his knee on the neck of George Floyd. I'm not going to show the picture. I apologize. And George Floyd obviously succumbs to that. And then that pretty much just capped off what was going to happen for the rest of the year. And it got pretty intense, as we all know. Oh, where am I on the photos? There I am. And bam. May 26, Twitter labels a tweet from President Trump as misleading for the first time and includes a fact check link. The beginning of censorship of America as we know it and has continued ever since, even though the election is over. Yet they still say that they are protecting us from fake news when they are the largest of the fake fake news. May 28th, the state of emergency is declared in Minneapolis-St. Paul as protests over the death of George Floyd and racial injustice spread nationwide. And they forget to mention that they burn the entire city down and burn American flags and then ask for the defunding of police and just recently asked for more money and said, we very, very sorry, we need the police back. I hope the police tell them to go to hell, eh? That's what it's all about. Yeah, I went to Minnesota, and there was a fire. Yeah, I went to a Wilds game. What happened? Oh, they lost, eh? Why? Because they always lose because they suck. Anyway, May 29th, fired Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter in the killing of George Floyd. May 30th, state of emergency is declared in Los Angeles County and the city of Los Angeles because of protests over the death of George Floyd. Funny, a million people got involved in the protest, which is probably how many people filed for unemployment that month. And they burned down Philadelphia and Atlanta and everywhere else as well. Folks, we're out of it. It's June. I don't know what June is. I hope it's good. Let's find out. June 1st, President Trump threatens to deploy U.S. troops to quell protests across the country and subsequently stages a photo op at St. John's Episcopal Church after federal officers and other law enforcement personnel forcefully clear peaceful protesters from Lafayette Square in front of the White House. 
It's happened with every single president in history, folks. Sorry. Not going to buy into it. Here's a picture of it. That's not it. There it is. You know, presidents do photo ops, and I understand what everyone's saying, but when the Secret Service says move, you move. And no matter what, no matter where the president is, if there's a protest going on and he's trying to get through to point A to point B, I don't care which president is, they're going to get through in any means necessary. That's why you follow orders and not be a bunch of jackasses. June 5th, Washington, D.C. Can't get my picture straight. Washington, D.C., Somebody spray paints a really long graffiti. No, it's not spray paint. I'm just teasing. They paint the uh, Washington, D.C. Mayor Merrill Bowser designates a section of the 16th Street Street Northwest as Black Lives Matter Plaza, which is interesting. I don't think you'll see the Blue Lives Matter painting that happened because nobody got permission to do this. Nobody voted on it. Nobody gave city funds to do it. But this mayor overreached and said it was okay without asking his constituents. When the Blue Lives Matter happened, people were arrested, thrown into jail, and they were paid for the cleanup. Little bit of a contradiction, I would say. Double standard much? June 5th, the NBA votes to restore its season in a bubble setting in Orlando, Florida, and nobody cares. June 8th, protesters in Seattle declare an autonomous zone in the city in the city's Capitol Hill area as DHS forces and the FBI go in and start shooting. No, they didn't do anything that fun. They just left them there, and all of the military wanted to, and all of the alphabet agencies wanted to go in and clean it, but the Democratic leadership decided not to because they are soft and frail. And they came out and got some sun from Mommy and Daddy's basement, and that's healthy for them, so we want to leave those little boys and girls alone. June 10th, the number of confirmed COVID cases in the U.S., U.S. exceeds 2 million. It just seems like it's a bad joke. Yeah, COVID just keeps going up and up and up, and everything around us is melting down. I can't get these photos. This is going to be the death of me. I am just just mucking this up. There it is. This is a pretty powerful photo. Protests in Atlanta start after the killing of Rashad Brooks uh, by a police officer in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant. Women protest outside a burned Wendy's restaurant in Atlanta. It's a good photo, but you also burned down a Wendy's. So anyway, near where a police officer killed Rayshard Brooks. June 15, the U.S. Supreme Court rules that Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which makes it illegal for employees to discriminate because of a person's sex, also covers sexual orientation. Good move. June 18th, the Trump administration asked a federal judge to block publication of former National Security Advisors John Bolton's memoir, a.k.a. BS, I'm going to release anything that makes the president look bad because I'm a jackass two-faced jerk and a war hawk who wants to go to war with Iran and the president won't let us. So let's talk trash. He'll probably be Biden's NSA. President Trump holds his first 2020 campaign rally. President Trump holds his first 2020 campaign rally in months in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A lower than expected attendant makes for headlines. Of course it does. Of course it does. What would be what what would not make headlines about President Trump? June 22nd, MLB clubs vote to start the 2020 season after players reject latest compensation offer. June 25th, after a downward trend of coronavirus infection in early June, the US reaches a daily high of 40,000 new cases. June 30th, following following a vote by the state legislature, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves signs a bill that retires the official state flag, the last state flag incorporating the Confederate battle flag in its design. Interesting. I've got some personal feelings about that. I don't like what people did to represent it, but once again, you don't get to define what the flag is. It's already defined. And that wasn't defined as a hateful, racist, horrible, evil flag. It was a sign of the times, and it's a part of history. And although certainly not a swastika and a Nazi flag or the Ku Klux Klan Grand Wizards logo on it, it does have some racist tendencies and tropes involved with it, which is pretty much everything it's been done with since its existence. And it's coveted by skinheads and good old boys who probably have some racist and prejudiced leanings. And I think it's a good idea for the states to probably take it down. If you want to put it on your truck, that's your right. It's freedom of speech. But as a state, probably a good move overall. July 1st, Governor Gavin Newsom orders tougher restrictions for indoor activity. 
Uh, and indoor activities for most of California. July 2nd, the FBI arrests Ghislaine Maxwell and charges that she helped lure at least three girls to be sexually abused by the late financier Jeffrey Epstein, who is still not dead. Not even in 2021, folks. I don't believe it. I think he's alive. I don't buy it. And Maxwell, obviously, we've heard nothing about her testimony. I wonder why. Do you think people wanted to sweep it under the rug? July 8th, the Supreme Court rejects claims of presidential immunity and rules President Trump must release his financial records to prosecution in New York. That was not a happy day for President Trump. July 9th, the Big Ten Football Conference says it will play only conference games in the fall. July 10th, the Pac-12 Football Conference says it will play only conference games in the fall. July 10th, California officials announced that as many as 8,000 prisoners could be released ahead of schedule in an unprecedented attempt to stop the spread of coronavirus inside state prisons. Great idea. They wonder why crime is up in all these cities, especially California. President Trump commutes the 40-month sentence of his political advisor, Roger Stone. July 14th, the Trump administration orders hospitals to bypass the CDC and send all COVID-19 patient information to a central database in Washington. Amazing once that happened that a lot of figures started coming out where people said, oh, no, 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 no. Those 800,000 cases were a mistake, and this was a mistake. But again, people believe everything they read. July 17th, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper issues a memorandum to the military on the appropriate display of flags, excluding the Confederate battle flag and essentially banning it. Once again, I have to say, not a flag to be having on military bases and not the state flag. If you want to have it in your home, that is your choice. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenbaum files suit against the federal government accusing it of unlawfully detaining protesters in Portland. And the reason why, she said, was because they were unmarked and they had no markings, and they looked like they were military. Well, it says police on the front of this man's flak jacket, and says it on the back in his helmet, and also the man on the left. I'm wondering where the unmarked markings are, since they're so plain to see. Maybe when you're that full of shit, your eyes are so brown, you have problems seeing through it. July 20th, the NFL drops all preseason games and reaches an agreement with the Players Union on a coronavirus testing regime. Oh, regimen. Sorry about that. Yes, it would be kind of a regime. Uh-oh, I lost my images again. This is horrible. There it is. Ha-ha, I found it. President Trump announces a surge of federal officers into Democratic-run cities following a crackdown on protesters in Portland, Oregon. Sorry I bumped my camera. Not having a good time. Folks, it's one beer, but it seems to be having more of an impact than I wanted it to. July 23rd, Major League Baseball 60-game season begins, and the Los Angeles Dodgers decide to ruin it for everyone by taking a knee when nobody cares and nobody's watching, and taking a knee has done nothing for systemic racism. It's just created more of a divide because you won't stop talking about it in our sports. July 24th, TV personality Regis Philbin dies at 88. Sucks. July 27th, the coronavirus outbreak among the Miami Marlins prompts the cancellation of several games. Subsequently, several teams have gone, uh, games have postponed as well. July 30th, President Trump suggests the 2020 presidential election be delayed, saying increased voting by mail could lead to fraud. Huh. Not a chance. That's a thin prediction. July 30th. The 2019-20 NBA season resumes in the NBA bubble in Orlando with the Lakers defeating the Clippers. Whoopie-doo. We're in August, folks. We're, we're getting to the home stretch. Nope. Firefighters continue to battle on August 2nd, the Apple Fire that burned 20,000 acres in Cherry Valley and the surrounding areas of Riverside and San Bernardino counties, destroying one home and prompting evacuation of thousands of others. If you think this was easy to get all this, folks, you should be impressed. August 3rd, Los Angeles City Council Jose Huizar pleads not guilty to bribery, money laundering, and an array of other charges. His first public response to the allegations and the corruption inquiry since prosecution began securing guilty pleas from others in the case. August 3rd, as California grapples with a deluge of requests for unemployment benefits amid the pandemic, some state workers processing claims say they are hampered by outdated technology 
bureaucratic red tape, and a shortage of trained, experienced staff. No. We'll hire some of those millions of people who filed for unemployment. Come on, California. Pull your heads out. Oh, boy. There it is. August 7th, more than 400,000 people, most without face masks, and who don't follow social distancing guidelines. Yeah, bikers. Hey, brother, just want to tell you, man, you should put on your face mask. Well, you should social distance, man. Keep that bike six feet. Are you kidding me? These people, like, want to lay their bike down so they can talk about how many scars and road rash and grafts they've had on their skin, for God's sakes. They have things on their their big patches that say, you know, virgin murderers and stuff and, you know, angels, devils, and all this other stuff. Come on, man. Hell's angels and hell's, or would it be heaven's devils? Heaven's devils. Come on. These are scary people, man. They still carry switchblades and chains. They're not going to talk about coronavirus. Live free and ride, man. Whatever. August 11th, Joe Biden announces Senator Kamala Harris of California as his vice presidential running mate. Oh, Joe. Joe, I just want to do what you say, Joe. Joe, you could smell my hair anytime. Just get me in there so I can croak your ass and become the president. The first woman of color to appear on a major party's presidential ticket. Great. Now we never have to hear about it again. Congratulations. Yay. The person nobody wanted as president becomes vice president. August 11th, the Pac-12 and Big Ten Conference announced the cancellation of all fall sports. August 13th, plans are announced by the U.S. Postal Service to remove hundreds of high-volume mail processing machines from postal facilities across the country. August 16th, thunderstorms trigger hundreds of wildfires in California, prompting evacuations as record-breaking heat wave taxes the state's power grid and also their inability to go ahead and do controlled burns and cover their forests and actually invest money in the Forest Service that they've been told to for the last 30 years and receive money for, but decide not to do it, and then cry woefully into their soup that their state is on fire yet again. And it will be on fire the next year and next year and next year until Democrats are completely expunged from that state. So get ready and buckle up, Buttercup, because another round of fires in California are coming next year, brought to you by Liberalism. August 18th, Death Valley hits 130 degrees, 130 degrees. August 18th, spurred by concerns that President Trump is trying to eviscerate the U.S. Postal Service to help him with the re-election. Speaker Nancy Pelosi summons House members back to Washington to pass a bill aimed at rolling back administration cutbacks that would cripple widespread mail-in voting. Well, they did that all on their own. They didn't need the USPS to do that. August 17th, another lightning fire starts fires in California. Water is wet, the grass is green, and the earth is round. Go figure. August 17th, 20... Do I sound really, like, not compassionate? I am. I love California. It's a shame. It's an absolute shame. Do something about it. August 17th, the 20th, the DNC is staged (laughs) in Milwaukee with the events happening virtually. The Democrats formally chose Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as their nominees for the 2020 presidential ticket. August 18th, NBC Universal ousts longtime Universal Studio executive Ron Meyer after learning he made hush money payments to a woman to cover up an old affair. Oh, NBC, way to go to start getting some moral compass. I worked for the company. Trust me, if you guys knew what happened and all the grab ass and drugs that happened in these these different cities, you would be shocked. Uh, the favoritism, the spending of, of per diem money and filing expenses at uh, on a whim that have nothing to do with company functions. Right, NBC Universal. Go ahead and play holier than thou. Interesting. God, if I can only write a book. Apple becomes the first U.S. company to be valued at more than $2 trillion on August 19th. And they're doing okay. They're, they're okay. They're doing fine. A little bit more work, a lot less talk there. Okay, let's let's get a, let's get some money that actually means something for once. Former Trump advisor Stephen Bannon is arrested and charged with fraud over a private fundraising campaign to build a border wall. He was also arrested for scolding some kids outside of his house when he said, "Get off my lawn." August twentieth, wildfires ringing the bay, ringing the Bay Area and other parts. Okay, I'm done talking about wildfires. California burned all year long. 
It, it was never out. It was essentially a birthday candle that would not go out, folks. Sacramento County judge sentences the Golden State killer, 74-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo Jr., to life without parole for killing 13 people and raping 50 in a series of break-ins that terrorized the state for decades. This is a tragic, horrible story. But, man, can you believe this guy was thinking, man, I am scot-free. They're never going to catch. Oh, crap. Darn it. What a horrible person. And, of course, he's still alive because California doesn't believe in the death penalty. 23, protests break out in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake by a police officer. August 24th, the Republican National Convention is held in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Washington. President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence are formally nominated the GOP's 2020 presidential ticket. August 25th, two people are shot and killed during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A suspect is arrested soon after Professional athletes start to boycott their sports to protest the shooting of Jacob Blake. Once again, getting politics involved in our sports. Thank you so much. So glad they postponed all these things so they could come back and protest and take knees and wear jerseys that have no effect on the situation whatsoever, except creating more separation between people of color and white people because nobody wants to see it and hear it in their sports. We see it all over the news. We talk about it around the coffee table and the break table. We don't need our celebrities and our sports athletes coaching us and giving us their amazing intellect on world politics. We've had enough. Shut up and play basketball. Shoot the puck in the net. Score a touchdown. Rah, rah, rah. Go team. September, folks. Thank God. God, not only am I excited to be in September, but I'm almost done with this damn thing. Family members and activists demand that the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department release the name of the deputies who shot and killed Dijon Kizzy, a black man in South Los Angeles. Folks, guess what happened next? No, no, it's not about California. Yes, it's about California. It's on fire again. What's new? It's September, of course. It's a day that ends with why. California is on fire. I'm not going to talk about it. This is what happened. It looks like a fire. A bunch of people fought the fire. Fire hopefully is out by now. September 6th, California sets a new record for destruction by wildfires. I've had enough. I've had enough. The temperature in Woodland Hills soars to 121 degrees in Los Angeles County. Okay, now this is getting ridiculous. Oregon wildfires, September 6th. Okay, listen. If somebody's punking me, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton? I'm getting punked. More than a half a million people in Oregon, more than 10% of the state's population, are reported to be fleeing from wildfires. Okay. Damn it. This is ridiculous. September 12th, two Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies are shot and lit on fire. No, I'm kidding. That's horrible. Are critically, critically injured while sitting in their patrol car near the Compton Metro Station. This, this was crap. I'm sorry. That wasn't funny. This is what happens. I get riled up. The agency's response to the attack raises alarm among some activists, lawmakers, and sheriff department watchdogs. Um, September 15th, the confirmed death toll from California's unprecedented firestorms rise to 25 as crews to stop two of the dozen of the major blazes still burning statewide. It's tragic. It's tragic. I'm joking, but it's tragic. The Big Ten Conference reverses course and announces it will play a 2020 fall football season beginning October 23rd, 24th. Notice how you didn't give uh, credit to President Trump there. He's the one that did that. September 18th, long-serving Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies at 87. A tragedy, a scholar, an intellectual, a feminist, and a powerful, powerful woman. And it was a sad day when she's gone. I don't care what anyone says. And if you don't, you're just being a jerk. September 20th, Succession Watchmen and Schitt's Creek are the major winners at 72nd Emmy Awards. The death toll of the pandemic in the United States passes 200,000. President Trump refuses to commit to a peaceful transfer of power if he loses the November election, September 23rd. That's not quite true. Um, I'm so behind on my pictures, folks. I'm sorry. Let me see if I can get caught up. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, I'm way ahead. Yep, I'm I'm just killing it. Let's turn this one off and I'll go ahead and stop there when I get to it. Kentucky grand jury brings on no charges against Louisville police in the killing of Breonna Taylor during a drug raid gone wrong. Um, September 24th, Pac-12 conference announces it'll play football in the shortened season starting November 6th. President Trump chooses Judge Amy Coney Barrett of the 7th uh, Circuit Court, and the whole world melts down and goes nuts as she was immediately going to ban abortion. 
And liberals, guess what? You can still kill babies even today. She didn't do it, just like Kavanaugh didn't go ahead and do anything either. But that's just what you do. September 27th, New York Times reports on more than two decades worth of President Trump's personal tax returns. The 27th, a glass fire in Northern California. Moving on. September 28th, the Tampa Bay Lightning defeat the Dallas Stars to win their second Stanley Cup championship in a season disrupted by the pandemic. Anytime the Stars lose is a good day for me. Presidential, President Trump and Joe Biden take, uh, uh, take stage in their first debate. September 30th, the NFL announces its first regular season game postponed, resulting from the pandemic. UCLA Anderson quarterly forecast suggests California payrolls will drop 7.2% this year to 16 million jobs, a loss of some 1.5 million since the pandemic hit. Insane. October 1st, a White House coronavirus outbreak is announced. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump test positive. And the second thing of why I created Don't Unfriend Me and why I created Shortly were all of the friends who were wishing that the president would die and Melania Trump would die so little Baron would raise, be raised as an orphan from people who were deserving of having him. All of you are sick and twisted, and I can't believe I called you friends. The California Department of Forestry, oh, President Trump, sorry about that, walks to Marine One to head to Walter Reed. The California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection reports that state wildfires burned, burned nearly 4 million acres. October 4th, for the first time in California history, a ballot will make its way in the mail this week to every registered California voter. And was saved until November where they could fill it out again and use it as a general election vote. It's amazing. All these little little clues that happen amongst all the distractions. President Trump returns to the White House after three days at Walter Reed, and people are saying that he faked his coronavirus and didn't get better. It couldn't be that the man is literally a rock. He's up 18 hours a day and is one of the hardest working presidents we've ever had. But alas, this is what they always do. Eddie Van Halen succumbs to cancer at 65. Long rest in peace. The shredder is gone. October 8th, FBI announces that there are 13 men charged in a plot of kidnap mission Governor Gretchen Whitmer. October 10th, America um, and Oz, Osbia John agree on a ceasefire and the ongoing um, Karapga conflict. Armenia and Osbia John, excuse me. Oof. October 11th, Lakers win, Lakers win, Lakers win. Who cares? October 18th, coronavirus cases in the United States surpass 8 million. Rick Jacobs, the top political advisor to Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, says he will take a leave from his work with Garcetti and allegations of sexual misconduct. Less than seven months after Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman launched Quibbly to remake the business of short-form video, the Nascent streaming service announces it's shutting down. The Senate confirms on the 26th that Amy Coney Barrett is in the Supreme Court. Congratulations, ACB. October 27th. The Dodgers win the World Series. If Houston had just its two starting pit, okay, whatever, we're not going to go there. Congrats, Dodgers. It only took you a pandemic and literally giving Mookie Betts $374 million, you sellout losers. <sighs> Coronavirus cases pass 8 million on the 18th. Rick Jacobs, a, trap, a top political advisor to Los Angeles. Well, I already did that. Sorry, I went back in time, folks. A Stanford University study links more than 30,000 COVID cases and 700 deaths to President Trump's campaign rallies. A complete made-up stat and just showing that Stanford University, a once great, is full of shit. October 30th. November. We're in November. California largely breezes through Election Day. Nationwide, it's a different story. November 4th, the U.S. becomes the first country in the world to exceed 100,000 daily cases. And we did a little thing, the election after that, and the controversy ensued. November 4th, President Trump continues his attack on the voting system as he enjoins several lawsuits aiming at stopping vote counts in Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Michigan. November 4th, California ballot measure campaign season ends with voters granting companies such as Uber and Lyft the right to keep their drivers as independent contractors. November 7th, after days of waiting, major news organizations declare that Joe Biden has secured enough electoral college votes to win the presidency. No, they did that in the first freaking two hours of the of the results. Thank you very much. November 8th, a tragedy strikes as Alex Trebek dies following a battle with pancreatic cancer. Long live the noble genius. 
November 9th, HUD Secretary Ben Carson tests positive for the coronavirus. Number uh, November 9th, Pfizer says early data the coronavirus vaccine candidates suggest the shots may be 90% effective. November 9th, Trump uses Twitter to announce Secretary of Defense Mark Esper has been fired. What a horrible way to find out. You've been Twitter-fied. Twitter-fired. Ooh. Yeah. November 12th, coronavirus infections in California surpassed 1 million. November 13th, Governor Gavin Newsom is skin falls off and they find out he's an alien leader from no that didn't happen says he should not have attended a dinner with with other households at the french laundry restaurant in yonkville on november 6 doesn't talk about anything about a fifteen thousand dollar tab governor newsom you're wrong you should have attended and so should every other american as you should open up every restaurant in california and stop being a sanctimonious a-hole november 16th moderna announces that its covid19 vaccine appears 94.5 percent effective a little late pfizer already beat you to it you're gonna lose trillions suckers november 16th hurricane lota makes landfall in nicaragua as a category four storm um do i have a picture i do there it is november 18th pfizer says new results show its covid19 vaccine is 95 percent effective just one upping moderna President Trump escalates his attempts to overturn Joe Biden's election on the 19th, pushing for judges and Republican state lawmakers and blah, 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 blah. We all know. November 19th, Government Gavin Newsom's in the news again announces his mandatory overnight stay-at-home order that will be instituted throughout most of California unless he decides to go over to a girlfriend's house or boyfriend's house. I'm not judging. He can do whatever he wants. November 20th, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger certifies President-elect Joe Biden's win and the results of all the races in the state. Screw you, Georgia. You suck, you jackass. Getting grumpy, folks. After a two-week standoff, Emily Murphy, General Service Administration head, reverses course and allows President-elect Biden's team to access the required federal resources. November 25th. November 25th, President Trump pardons Michael Flynn. November 26th, President Trump says he will leave the White House once Biden has officially declared the winner of the Electoral College. It's not quite what he said. If is what he said. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is a tough one. Mohsen Fakharazadeh Mohabababababadi. Iran's top nuclear scientist. That wasn't his full name in the article I read. It was it was Fakhrizadeh. I don't know. And he was basically killed. Good. Good. See you, buddy. November 29th, the Denver Broncos are forced to play a practice squad receiver at quarterback after all four of their team's quarterbacks are disqualified. That doesn't matter. That happens every year. So I don't really know what the big deal is. Uh, November 30th, Raymond Sean, a former senior aide to Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, has been charged with conspiracy bribery to FBI agents. Public Counsel, Eric Swalwell, bunch of stuff, Chinese grab ass going on. Uh, December 1st, Attorney General William Barr says the U.S. Justice Department has uncovered no evidence of widespread voter fraud, fraud that could change the outcome of the 2020 election. Republican conspiracy theorists meltdown everywhere. December 2nd, Olympic gold medalist Rayford Johnson, who helped bring the Summer Games to Los Angeles, dies at 86. December 4th, protests against COVID-19 safety rules continue. December 7th, Universal Music Publishing Group announces it's acquiring Bob Dylan's entire catalog of songs for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a cafe latte because that's what they're worth. Gosh, I don't like Bob Dylan. December 8th, Britain becomes the first Western country to start inoculating the residents against COVID-19. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration <coughs> bureaucrat crappy <coughs> authorizes emergent use of COVID-19 on December 11th. The Supreme Court rejects a highly unusual lawsuit filed by Texas on December 11th. We all know that. December 12th, uh, John Le Carré, the author of many best-selling Cold War thrillers, is dead at 89. I am feel so bad. Baby, like you, I am sorry. December 14th, the first COVID vaccinations start in the United States. And people grow elbows under their forehead shortly after on the next day. <sighs> Folks, that's it. That's all I've got. That's 2020. We don't need to go into anything else like that there is a horrible separation between Americans and people are arguing at epic proportions, defriending each other and hating each other. We're not talking about the racial divide in our country where segregation seems to be the path where it's not because of skin color. It's because we don't like each other much anymore. And you don't have to be white, black, brown or green. If you're a Republican, 
you don't like Democrats. And if you're a Democrat, you don't like Republicans. Now, you can be all holier than thou and pretend that that's not true, but it truly is. There are very few people out there left who really don't care what political party you're in. And it really defines who we are nowadays. And it's a shame. The times where we could get a beer, sit down, have an argument, have a conversation, and hate each other for a good hour, but then end it with a hug or a slap on the back, is over. In 2021, I'm asking for a few simple things. I'm asking that we're a little bit more patient with our fellow man, woman, and child. That we listen more. That we ask more questions. That we're more patient. That we get a sense of humor back. And that we all watch Eddie Murphy raw and become horribly offended, but laugh at the same time. That we re-release Blazing Saddles in the movie theaters and we force black children, white children, brown, green, yellow, I don't care, and make them sit down and watch that movie and hilariously laugh because it is inappropriate and it is horrible to the nth degree, but it is classic, funny, and pure, unadulterated fun. We need to listen to music again and we need to embrace classic rock as much as we uh, embrace classical or rap. We need to read books instead of burning them. We need to share history versus condemning it. We need to open up our minds and remember that the red, white, and blue are not about race, but they're about values of honor and courage and purity and resolution to the fact that our country is the greatest in the world. And there's nothing wrong with loving America and not understanding why she does some of the things that she does. Protest is acceptable. Burning down things aren't. Murder hornets aren't a big concern, and neither is Zika virus, and neither is anything else that has less of a chance of hurting you than a piano falling on your head in downtown Manhattan. We need to get back to being strong and not being so scared of everything, including ourselves and our own shadow. We've got to learn to love our bodies and our minds and our souls and not eat that extra piece of pizza. If we really want to, stuff it down your gullet and run harder the next day. We need to start taking care of ourselves and taking care of the people in our circle. And if we all focus on that and we all help each other, you can make a world of difference in a small one-on-one relationship because it doesn't start with boiling the ocean. It starts with taking one bucket out at a time. Folks, I want you to have a wonderful close tonight. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Be smart. Drink and pass out at home on your couch. That's a better option. Have a wonderful, wonderful New Year's Eve and have a better start to 2021. Because let's face it, it can't get much freaking worse than 2020. Thank you everybody for joining me and I will see you next time. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point